And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! Get together, have a few laughs. And the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean of Ukraine, <laughs> Iraq too, anyway. Uh. Yep, it's funny. <laughs> Theo and TP here with the Iowa Talk Guys. That was former President George W. Bush, the United States of America. Isn't that interesting? Whoops. Just admitted Slipping it. it up in his old age. Yeah, he, he just called himself out. Freudian <laughs> slip and then just saying, yep. Just kidding. That's crazy. Isn't it? It's like some black magic. Just how many people spent so much time there? How many marriages destroyed? I mean. Lives. Obvi- I mean, the most obvious is people that were killed in action there obvious not just that and then civilian casualties but, uh, but yeah think about beyond that too like chill the kids and families and just horrific and slip <laughs> wholly unjustified wow yeah it's pretty interesting and and uh we've talked about this before in some recordings and whatnot but just the painting Putin as the new Hitler. And <laughs> right. I mean, this is, dude, the country borders Russia. I, I, I mean, this is such a, I don't want to say regional dispute, but it's so cut and dry a better argument for defense than any war the United States has been in in our lifetime and before. So, said it before. Hey, man, I'm going to go with a quote that Dick Cheney said. It's a qu- real quagmire. You know, when he was talking about uh, after Operation Desert Storm as to, why, yeah, as to why they didn't take out Saddam. Why didn't you go in and take Saddam? Well, be a real quagmire. Was, See, he's a, he, uh, he's a bad guy, but he's uh, holding stability down the region. Uh, who do you replace him with? Yeah. And uh, he said as soon as you take out Saddam, uh, parts of Iraq are going to start uh, splitting off here and there. And uh, It was a pretty reasonable yeah. assessment and what of do, why. What do they, what do they right? call it? The caliphate? Fast forward. I'm not sure who you're years, talking about. Uh, when ISIS, after oh. the U.S. took out, uh, you know, the Iraqi military in Saddam, and you know, Al Qaeda came in, and then ISIS was created. Here's a desert swamp for drug abusing a holes to run around. Yeah. So, it uh, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that somebody within the powers that be knew that 
trying to negotiate deals with Ukraine and to become a NATO nation, which is on the footsteps of Russia, after Russia has continuously said no, that's not going to be a good idea. Somebody had to know that this is going to cause issues. And let's be honest here, though. The U.S. has been in a proxy war with Russia since the civil war in Ukraine in 2013. 2014. 14, yeah, the yeah, annexation 14. of Crimea. Yep, the annexation of Crimea when this West, when there was an actual insurrection at a capital, and politicians were yeah. murdered. Yeah, right. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. They set the building on fire and people got shot. A government that happened to be friendly with Russia. Yeah, yeah. That was an insurrection that happened on a capital. You know, I, I I was alive to remember that. I've seen this this guy on Rumble. Uh, I say his name. Patrick Lancaster said it before. Yeah. But he's actually there talking to these people in Donetsk or Luhansk, the Donbass, whatever the eastern part of Ukraine. Re- yeah, really. And they want are there are many supporters of Russia who want to speak Russian and who are welcoming the Russians. And there you know, are and you know their opinion is way more important than all of the people here in the US with Ukrainian flags in their yards. Uh, yeah, considering that's where they live. Yeah. You wouldn't want Spain having something to say about how the Americans are treated, right? They voted for or autonomy, Canada. not independence, not secession, but they voted for autonomy. I want to say it was earlier this year. Yeah. And and one of the things, the reasons that they did so, apparently, in just you know watching stuff online, and is because they want to be able to speak Russian. That's what they are used to speaking and that's what they want and it was outlawed by the U- the new Ukrainian regime that came in in 2014. So, what about those people? Interesting, man. So interesting and all started at we we started talking about all that just because just because of a a joke that the the President Bush, good old President Bush, man. Uh, it wasn't a joke, it was a slip up. Yeah. And jokes on us, folks. Always has been, always will be. So, Moving on. That was a pretty good, you know, pretty good laugh that they got there. All right, so I'll get right into it here. Bring up an article that I saw from Zero Hedge. And essentially what it said is that Biden is looking to relinquish certain powers of the federal government to the WHO to declare public health emergencies. And I just find that's pretty interesting. Man, that's actually it's pretty scary. Yeah. Especially after what we've been through the past two years. Like, a lot of people came to the conclusion, can't say everybody, but a lot of people realized that, you know, they were being lied to and it was a big sham. I mean, you've got Bill Gates coming out now talking about how, oh, you know, we were wrong about the efficacy of the vaccines and the and the morbidity of the virus and blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's weird and now and look how many people here's all i'm saying when it comes to that i was never sure at all from the very get-go skeptical from the very beginning and everybody else should have been and it was very amazing to me to see so many people die on hills families literally went to like war with each other it was over this option it over was pretty this crazy decision. and come to find out the trust the science group, the ones that were telling you trust the science. I'm not saying the people that follow that. The ones that were saying trust us. They've been wrong all along. Oops. 
Not so much. Have you got an apology on any of it yet from anybody you know? I mean, I'm not looking for one, but... I'm not looking for one either, but seriously, come on. Let's use some common sense here. I think that the two years plus of the COVID scam that we've been in so far has woke a lot of people up. And as it should have. But this is, you know, even with that little caveat that people have snapped out of it, yada, 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 the federal government still seeks to cede authority to an international body. Which has knowingly lied to us. Because remember in the beginning, the WHO was like, no, this did not come out of China at all. Whatsoever. China, no. That's a total, uh, let's not give in to outrageous conspiracy theories. Let me ask you this. How is it enforced? The who? Who's well, going to No, yeah. It? How so the WHO gives out some dictate. Mhm. Everybody's supposed to follow it. They have to enforce it somehow. How in a place like Iowa where we're at does the WHO enforce this? Mm, they know, have no authority here. Really. Well, I mean I mean Well, if it'd the, be up to the sheriff. Well, yeah, I mean you'd have to have local law enforcement and then but I would imagine they would try to tap on schools and community organizations. That's a good point. And that would be coming up to the people, the locals, to stand up and voice their opinion and push back. Like they did at school boards when kids were at home? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're terrorists. Hmm? They're terrorists. Terrorists. Tourists. Terrorists. You know, the ones like that... Try to fly planes into buildings. That's what moms that go to school board meetings are after they found out what their kids were being taught. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all right, dude. Returning veterans. Obama said his administration said returning veterans were the biggest threat. You know. I remember that. Too bad we don't have a couple articles pulled up on that. We could, I mean, that was when Ron or Rand Paul did that 13-hour filibuster. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And the... We mentioned that on the show before, and that's what I was saying. The, the mainstream media, their biggest thing was like, I can't believe the guy didn't go to the bathroom for 13 hours. <laughs> that's what they're the, talking about. The constitution of this man. Yeah. That was their, that's all they got out of that whole thing. It wasn't about, I mean, because it was ridiculous stuff. Also, the Department of Homeland Security had stated, like, they made a list of things that could make you a possible terrorist. And it's ridiculous stuff. Like, if you have more than seven days worth of food in your house, you might be a terrorist. That's pretty nuts. That is pretty nuts. Because, I mean, uh, if you have more than one firearm, could be a terrorist. If you have more mm. than 100 rounds of ammunition for said firearm or multiple firearms, could be a terrorist. If you have... Wonder any, how many of them people out here that is. If you have any ammunition that's weather proofed like in an ammo can mm. that you can buy it like boring goods or whatever sure yeah <laughs> that you can you buy might, it in <laughs> that you can buy it in yeah you might be a terrorist and that's why Rand paul was like are you kidding me and then they were saying oh these uh these veterans that are coming back from wars are being radicalized by conspiracy theories on the internet oh you mean because they're waking up to that they realized they came to the same realization as me that you know, I was lied to. I went to war. I, you know, I risked my life for this country to find out that, you know, all my buddies buried in Arlington Cemetery and their dress blues were, it was based off a lie. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's a fact. I don't say that's going to radicalize anybody, but what it did with me is it pissed me off. I'm just, you know, I was, I was pretty, 
you know, I went through my own spiel with that, you know. Maybe you would appreciate it if the federal government that lied would step back a little bit, get out of your way. Maybe that would help. Oh, you know, you know, no, they just want to continue to, uh, you know, clamp it on down. Kind of like the, uh, put the like, pressure on the, just like Joe Pesci's character in casino when he's got like the, <laughs> the dude's head in a vice yeah. and stuff and his head popped and his eyes pop popped out. out. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going and going and going. All right. Moving this thing along. Just a little, another little one I, I found from Zero Hedge. By the way, that, that last one was from Zero Hedge. I watched these these guys. They're they report good. so much information. I mean, it's just, and it's usually incredibly accurate. I say usually. I don't, I don't know when it's ever been proved wrong. I know that they have a massive right-wing bias when you go to those sites that rank it and whatever, but whatever. <laughs> Screw them. Anyway. I got one after this. This and they're not the only ones that I've seen this from, but you if you saw in any American media recently, it was talking about the uh, those Azovstal fighters. Yeah, yeah. That were holed up, the Ukrainians that were holed up in that steel they're, plant. They were fighting off the Russians. Some of the Azov battalion, some of these guys are literally Nazis. Mm-hmm. They're holed up in there, and Western media... Neo-Nazis. Neo-Nazis, sure. But... And... Western media is reporting that they are being evacuated. By who? Well, that's a good question because if you look at other media sources that like read international news and and whatnot, which Zero Hedge, they have Zero Hedge. These guys have to be getting oh. information, like watching the Russian all Russian state press releases and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Which I, I mean, those you can only trust it, as much as the U.S. press releases. It's, it sounds like but the Russians choked that thing off and made them all surrender, man. That's weird. Almost like they know how to do a come into siege. Yeah, it's. I mean, which they do. I mean, the Russians are pretty skilled militarily. I think don't think they get the credit they deserve. And let's let's be honest here. They probably have one soldier just in their army. Regular foot troops. Probably one soldier to every two Ukrainian citizens' bodies in Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like, Russia's a pretty big country, dude. They have a lot of resources. They have a lot of resources. And uh, I've heard some estimates that they have, like, maybe ten times the weaponry that Ukraine does. And here's the other thing. Let's not be foolish, people. You think since, uh, you know... You know, the USSR fell, Russia pulled back out of Afghanistan, and they just sucked their thumb and curled up in a ball and did not practice improving their military to the best of their might to even no. try to match the U.S.'s. They're planning on coming back. <laughs> they want to come back. Come on. Look, say what you want about them, and yes, they're all of the leaders of the world are evil, and they've got, they're, you know, seeking power. They're power-hungry, which to me is evil. But... At least they're kind of trying to like preserve themselves, self-preservation, as well, opposed to honesty, implode like the U.S. Like the U.S. government, you see that the tr- like our government's trying to implode us, implode our economy, well, suck the very day like living blood out of it. Um, it would appear that way. I mean, if you look at what's going on. So yeah, we got started on that though because it sounds like these, you know, Ukrainian fighters 
freaking surrendered after being holed up in that place for, I mean, they were in there for weeks, weren't they? It would take some strong fortitude. I mean, people have no idea, you know, when you're running low on food. Get thirsty, man. Psychologically, the, you know, the psychological effect, you know you're surrounded. I mean, people, not too many people, I think, would, uh, especially some people in this day and age that, you know, need safe places at college campuses. Safe spaces, yeah. I don't think they'd be able to handle it. Hold, hold up in the factory in the tunnels and. Yeah, I don't know if they. While be. the Russians are just waiting them out. Yeah, and you can hear them all around you. Right. So. Moving along. Moving along from that. Some really good news, some very positive light. Uh, I think it just, uh, it might just be a temporary stall, minor hindrance at the moment. But, so the Biden administration put an end to their disinformation board through the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. Looks like Mary Poppins ain't going to be coming down on her. Check yourself there, buddy. I don't think that they ended it. Okay. So I think that they might have. Temporarily postponed it. They might have went silent. They might have just heard too much and decided to go underground. Just just think about it, though. Would it be that surprising if they did? I mean, really, in all honesty, no, not at all. there's already been a disinformation uh, campaign, so to speak, going on since the election. Really? The Facebook fact checkers? Yeah. Yeah. Been wrong. Right. So much. So much. It's once again. So would you really think that the dif- disinformation office was created? Do you think they would hold those people, those private companies? Because supposedly, because remember, Facebook said, oh, this wasn't us. This was, we outsourced this. Yeah. You know. Do you think anybody's going to be held accountable for that? Do you think any of those people are there going to, you know? No. Why not? Oh, because. Ruling class. Because that office of disinformation is not going to work towards the greater good of the people. Absolutely. They're going to try to silence critics. This is the government that has lied to us about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. The Tuskegee experiment. Everybody's favorite Uh, dessert. They've lied about everybody's favorite dessert. Yellow cake. Yellow cake. <laughs> yeah. Colin Powell's favorite dessert. Yeah. Uh, they lied about babies being thrown out of incubators in Kuwait. Um, some babies. The heartless Iraqis. Okay. I mean, we got even this list here even goes back. Remember the main. The to hell was Spain. Well, no, we were. T- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another one. And we'll, we can talk about that a little bit, too. But you, you know, we do have we can got some other stuff to get to as well to here. Hit. Yeah, you, I'm just saying something that you brought up. But uh, but no, that's something that people should look at, and we'll have to talk about that one later. Is the uh, lead up to the Gulf War, and it turns out, and I could be wrong. After listening to the show, please correct anything that I've said, and we'll try to get to it and correct it if we happen to see. Absolutely. But I want to say it was something like a Kuwaiti diplomat's daughter. That was doctored up by some big, t- big time, big money PR firm in D.C. to basically sell a story to Congress about how she was a nurse yes. in Kuwait City when the Iraqis came in and started throwing babies on the floor and stomping their heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a flat out lie, absolute lie. And that's what led she, into she Operation was, Desert Storm. She, yeah, absolutely. And she—that's why we sent our military over there. 
That's why there was the Battle of 93 Easting and the Death Highway and all that. All this craziness. And it was. And that led to the sanctions in Iraq that caused over a half a million children to die. We believe the price was worth it. Is it Madeline Albright? Yeah. Her and Colin Power eating yellow cake in hell right now. This is. All I'm saying is this is the government that. If anybody thinks in their right mind that they should have an office of dense information, that yeah. they're going to be the ones that are going to tell us what's truth and fiction. Rand Paul said that. You're Don't crazy. have it right here, but Rand Paul brought brought that up You're and crazy, he said that. Dude. He said that. There's no way. He said that the United States government is the large. I want to say it was to one of those Department of Homeland Security heads or something like that. But he said the big. Oh, about the disinformation board. Yeah. So yeah. whoever the dis. The, oh, remember the uh, Libyan. The Libyan embassy he, was attacked by because wh- of a, what he said was that the United States government is the largest purveyor of disinformation in recent history. That's a Rand Paul fact. said that, and he's right, and it's freaking true, Dude, folks. Uh, he's not wrong. This is um. The same government, remember, the same department, or, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security, the State Department, that told us that the Arab Spring was caused by a YouTube YouTube videos. (laughs) My goodness. A U.S. ambassador was murdered, tortured and murdered on live television in front of a crowd over a YouTube video when they knew. What does it matter anymore? Oh. Hillary. Yeah. It's done and over. What does it matter? Oh, Americans are dead, and the not just the fact that yeah, I, we okay, we know that soldiers, we know that service members die. We don't understand that, right? But you guys lied to the American people, knowingly lied because you watched it. They watched, and there's a sick part is allegedly they watched everything unfold from a drone footage, right? Kill capture, not kill capture, but. Do or die. <laughs> do or die. Ride or die. What was the do? That's what we don't know. Well, there's been other stories. There's been, you know, sp- stuff. Well, rumors. We, we might be able to get into that. And if anybody, uh, rumors if of stinger ex- missiles and serial numbers that might have been attached to the U.S. government. That maybe stuff. that ambassador might have known some information he shouldn't have. Yeah. Let me bring up something that you brought up earlier. If that's all right. Go ahead. You sent a link from somewhere else regarding Sweden and Finland mm. ending neutrality. That's pretty big. I think it's bigger that Sweden ends neutra- neutrality. And the reason I say that is because since Sweden doesn't border Russia, they've always had Finland as a buffer between them and Russia. You know, Finland's been invaded by Russia. I don't, good point. Two, three times, right, in the past century. Yep. That's a good point. And held them off. But so it's far more obvious to me that Finland would do something like that. I don't think it's. I'm not a big fan of NATO, and I'm an American. Well, I'm not a big fan of NATO either, or the UN, to be honest with you. But I think it, it does seem. It's pretty crazy step for Finland, or Sweden, rather. Excuse me. For, for Sweden. Sweden. Dude, 200 years of neutrality ended. That's, I mean, that's pretty big. Back in them days, Norway was part of Sweden. Yeah. Um, that's kind of as big as, like, you know, a pope resigning. First pope to do that in 300-something years or whatever. And then a new pope taking the mantle. 
Who did that? Pope Benedict. And the Pope Francis I came aboard. I'm so ignorant of the Catholic Church. No, and that's okay. But you, you really, if the Catholic Church plays a major part in politics and have in a long time. I know, they're a country. Uh, the largest city state, most powerful, richest city state in the world. I'm sure. And more so than the Roman, em- the Roman Empire didn't die, folks. It became the Roman Catholic Church. And when you look at the Roman Catholic Church, look at the influence they had on the entire world, right? They, the Dark Ages. I'm just saying. It's something to pay attention to. We'll have shows on in the future. Sure. Also, if you think St. Patrick got all the snakes out of Ireland, that's a cute way to say ethnic cleansing. Oh. So, like I said, we'll go through More that stuff, dude. More to come. You want to talk about power and people in power that are making evil decisions, we'll go about it. But It's interesting, though, forward. yeah. So, Finland has... I remember what in the wasn't it called like the Winter War, Simo Haya, the White Death, the uh, I'm not Finnish, the Finnish sniper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Simo Haya, the yeah, White like, Death. It was like three hundred something confirmed kills. Yeah, he killed a lot of people, and then he took and a, a lot shot of them with like iron sights. Yeah, too. yeah, with oh yeah, because scopes can't handle the Arctic a lot of times. Just unbelievable. So clipping off. Well, at that time, it would have been Soviet soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. From 1,000 meters with iron sights. <laughs> the unbelievable, you know. But, yeah, so they've had success. It doesn't seem like something to me that Russia would be interested in doing is messing with Finland because, first of all, Finland has never been aggressive. Right. And then, second of all, it's not like they need Finland for something like, oh, I don't know, exposure to the Arctic. Yeah. However, or they do need some travel in the Baltic, I believe. So that mm. could be problematic. I'm sure they can find a deal. Well, they could also find some bad stuff when their ships are in the Baltic with NATO ships. <laughs> All I'm saying, <laughs> this there there's very, very big things that we need to pay attention to here. And these have been escalating for a long time. I mean, really, the road to World War Three has been being paved for a minute. For a minute. For at least almost 10 years now. It seems that there are powers in the United States who have tried. for Who have uh, tried well, to do this. And it's funny because we brought that up on... Uh, an episode before is that a previous recording that we did perhaps a previous recording about you know the republicans were the warmongers obama was coming in at the time the democrats were still kind of uh yeah the intro they were supposed to be the real progressives where we're going to end the war you know this and that we're going to get out of iraq and then what happened now they sound like the obama administration beefed up the operations to where you know they become Bigger warmongers than the Republicans. I mean, they yeah. started droning countries. They started supplying weapons and aid to uh, militia groups. And even Hillary Clinton said herself, let's not forget that our enemies of today were the ones that we were aiding when they were fighting the Russians. Yeah. And she said that when she was Secretary of State. Sending <laughs> weapons and aids over to it's Syrians. Crazy. And, yeah, it's oh. crazy, dude. Who's the largest weapons trafficker in the world? The United States government, the, the CIA. Government. Absolutely. The kill. 
Give me back my bullets. Put them back where they belong. Yeah. Getting all. My daddy was a Southern Democrat. I think that we should ask for our bullets back. We think we should ask the Department of Homeland Security for our bullets back. Yeah. Give us all of our bullets back. You know, we talked about that in a previous episode, too. About the unusual amount of ammunition that the Department of Homeland Security stocked up a few years ago. Yeah, I don't think it's a good thing if anybody's ending neutrality. My goodness. But, TP, you wanted to bring up the baby formula shortage. I did, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. We have here that the U.S. just got a shipment of baby formula from uh, the first baby formula shipment arrives from Europe on a U.S. military plane. So, you know, they're doing the Biden administration's doing the morally right thing. I just don't understand. Bringing it in on a copter. What's causing this uh, baby shortage? Baby formula shortage. Good question. It's interesting. What were the reasons? So, allegedly, the reasoning, some of the reasonings behind the shortage of baby formula, supply chain issues, labor shortages, and the recent formula recall have have exacerbated the current infant formula shortages in the United States, according to uh, the MSN Good Housekeeping. The Microsoft Network. Which, I understand, Bill Gates has some investments in baby formula companies does he from my understanding well go, it seems going like back it, to that supply chain issue so once again why are we still having issues with the supply chain crisis when we know that's all government made that's because the government laid off workers at the ports that were bringing in materials so were there not enough people to work there and then they blamed it whoa oh my gosh there's a crisis at hand. Well, not to change gears here, but, you know, they also keep just bringing up the same old sad and tired talking points to rebut why it's not with with why it's not their fault. Right. With why they didn't have anything to do with causing whatever problem it is. Well, it's a labor shortage. Well, it's and this is we're ca- they're also this so they're they're catching up from when we laid off all the people at the baby formula factories during COVID, right? Which turned out didn't really do much. Slaughterhouses, mm-hmm, and uh, all these other places were still suffering the effects of the catching up from that. Yeah, same old tired crap, yanking the old chain what it seems like and that's what it seems like to me too i mean it's just ridiculous this is this is a man-made go- or not man-made it is man-made government-made situation it always is that's and why everything was wrong with Katrina. the lumber okay you it, think it's a coincidence when everybody also was at home during covid and they were fixing up their houses lumber went up lumber went up and no absolutely not they shut yeah. down mills and whatnot but also think about hurricane Damn. katrina in 2004 2005 2005 yep they the Department of Homeland Security was like turning away boats with bottles of water. Why? Don't take my word for that. Uh, and not only that, they were also sending National Guardsmen to go confiscate weapons from yes citizens from citizens and go Katrina. find this stuff out for yourself. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of soldiers from either the 101st Airborne or the 82nd Airborne 
walking around New Orleans mm-hmm. with their crimson berets on with M4s. Mm-hmm. What? Walking like, up to houses. One of these, one of the army's finest, like fast reaction or major invasion forces walking Operating ar- in U.S. soil. Walking around New Orleans, Louisiana. And who was president at the time? George W. Bush. Hmm. The intro to this episode. Yes. The man that uh, slipped up, let us know. Trying to talk trash on Putin. You know, and part of all this also is theatrics. Remember when, you know, Biden made that comment, you know, Putin's a killer. Killer has got blood on his hands, you know, which he's not wrong. Yeah, you guess what, buddy? He's former KGB. He's probably tortured a guy or two in his time, right? Yeah, I mean, there's here's the other hand. Well, a lot of them were the other papers. Um, going back to what I said earlier about the Biden administration, the Obama administration beefing up operations in Afghanistan and whatnot when he became the surge. Okay. Who was the VP at that time? Biden. Was completely a part of that. So it's like, dude, you got blood on your hands too, buddy. Don't don't try to act like you're innocent. You know as well as I do, Donald Trump was such a horrible president that we had to get Biden in there. Right. Which, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. He's tearing this country apart. Trump. 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 Yeah. Try to ruin this country. Really, what I saw was just a bunch of whiners. Bunch of naysayers. Yeah, I really, I literally had somebody tell me that because Trump had won, that we were the most sexist country. We must be the most sexist country in the world. Which my reply was, uh, you ever been to a Muslim country before? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, just to use like Saudi Arabia as an example, you know. I mean, I get you don't like the guy, but, like, let's not go to complete extremes. I like exaggerating every once in a while when I'm messing with people. But that's literally, people believe that. and It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I think they just hear it all the time. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat monkey it. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Yeah, type stuff, you know. Well, and we do know we live in a day and age of... There's some pretty extreme echo chambers going on. Programming. I want to bring up a tweet that I saw from Glenn Greenwald. This dude is such a just cherished human being, in my opinion. I seriously, I've been reading his stuff. He's got stuff on for like 15 years, and he's just incredible. So he tweets. The core purpose of Orwell's Ministry of Truth was to rewrite history, often to characterize as lies the very assertions that it recently described as truths, in order to advance the state's war aims. Amazing that these two paragraphs can be found in the same newspaper. And what he brings up is a 2015, I don't know if it's an op-ed or what, but it's from the New York Times, and it says... Right sector, for example, formed during last year's street protests in Kiev from a half dozen fringe Ukrainian nationalist groups like White Hammer and the Trident of Stepan Bandera. He's an interesting character. 
I heard about. We might have to get into him later. But look up Stepan Bandera because I'm, I'm about to. Another, the Azov group, is openly neo-Nazi using the, quote, wolf's hook, end quote, symbol associated with the SS. All right, so we know that the New York Times reported that Azov is a neo-Nazi group, openly neo-Nazi. Okay. Entered 2022. Recently, she, being Lara Logan, downplayed the seriousness of the January 6th assault on the Capitol on one of those shows. Quote, this is now the crime of the century, end quote. She asked sarcastically. She has echoed pro-Kremlin attacks on the United States, accusing Americans of, quote, arming the Nazis in Ukraine, end quote. And she has compared Dr. Anthony Fauci and Hillary Clinton to some of Hitler's most notorious henchmen. Well, that's because they've pulled some stuff, folks. That's pretty interesting, the 180-degree switch the New York Times itself did on the old Azov battalion there. I believe there were a bunch of them in that as of stall yep. steel plant. Yep, that were just captured, right? Surrender. Well, evacuated if you listen to Zelensky, I believe. Vladimir Zelensky. Volodymyr. Volodo, I believe is the difference. Like Russians, like Vlad. Vlad. And the Ukrainian the one is Volod. The actor? <laughs> yeah, the, the actor that played the... It's so crazy, man. And I hear he's got literally that Douglas McGregor guy. Oh. oh. But no, seriously, the uh, president of uh, Ukraine is a comedian and he has a bunch of playwrights. He is a legitimate actor. Writing press releases for him, according to Colonel Douglas McGregor. He played a politician before he became a politician. In the same exact office that he played in. Super, super weird. <laughs> You're now entering the Twilight Zone. What's this dude? A land between space and time. More on this Stepan Bandera guy. TP got a source. What is that? Uh, uh, Dr. Daniel Blumenthal has a piece here. Says Zelensky, Nazi collaborator killing Bandera, quote, is a hero for some percentage of Ukrainians. That's normal. That's cool. Unquote. But who was Bandera? He was a Nazi collaborator. Yeah, he was a Nazi collaborator. He's being. He's being. Um, he apparently was very good at uh, hunting down J- Jewish people. Oh. Helping cleanse the bloodlines in Ukraine. Wow. Yeah. It's an interesting profession. Right. Better him than me. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for listening. Gonna wrap it up. We really appreciate it. Please come back. Download, subscribe, follow. You know what to do. Iowa Talk Guys out.